Welcome to the Zombie Book Club, the only book club where the book is a podcast, and that podcast is a year old, and that podcast is this podcast. Happy birthday, zombie! Happy birthday! It's our zombie. <laughs> I am Dan, and I'm a writer. Uh, when I'm not witnessing the mass functional alcoholism of my entire family, mm. uh, I'm writing a book about a narcissist who could have easily avoided a zombie apocalypse with reasonable public health policies, but instead sabotages the whole system in order to manipulate the stock market and make him as, and his rich friends just a little bit richer. Sounds a little bit like Mark Zuckerberg and his $2 million bunker in Hawaii. Yeah. Sure. Never know. Yeah. But I guess not a politician. Well, I mean... <laughs> It depends Yet. on who you think runs this company. True, true. I meant to say country, but it's a company. Well, United I, States is a company. It is. It's United States Incorporated. Means. I need to Google <laughs> oligarchy to know if I'm using it right. Hi, I'm Leah, and this podcast is my anchor during a year of grieving for my horse, Atlas, who died last year and battling unexpected chronic pain. Uh, but the cool thing is that this community we are building has actually brought me a lot of unexpected joy. So thanks for being here. Zombies and people who love zombies are the unexpected cure for many of life's ailments. It's true. Yeah. Uh, I had something clever to say, but I forgot what it was. <laughs> too little, too late. Uh, yeah. Leah, Leah has some chronic pain in her feet. And it happened when she was taking care of her horse. Who yeah. also had chronic pain in his feet. Yeah. It was sympathy pain. And now I have the sympathy pain. Yeah. Now Dan's feet hurt. And by the way, we <laughs> know that it's not plural feet and also that horses are called hooves. It's just I, I one of our idiosyncrasies, that. like skizzers versus scissors. What? Feats. Yes, it's pronounced But scissors. it's spelled with a C. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're talking about the zombie book club and how amazing it is that we managed to keep putting out episodes despite mm -hmm. the demands of my paving season. I drive a truck full of asphalt during the summer, and it's very hard because sometimes 14 hours a day. Um, but uh, today we're going to talk about the best and worst of this year and uh, talk about what the future of our beautiful baby has in store for 2024. They're going to be a toddler. They're going to be the president. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> baby for president. I think baby would be a great president. Yeah. Personal life update, Leah. No more personal life updates. Yeah, we're never going to do it ever again. <laughs> the end. <laughs> nah, we love ourselves too much for that. Yeah, this is where we come to tell you all about ourselves. But uh, we decided that um, a small portion of the podcast at the beginning wasn't enough. So we're just going to make a whole episode. of it. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be more than that. It's yeah. going to be more than that. We're going to actually um, have an episode come out every week now. Some folks yeah. have been asking for that. Uh, the first episode or rather like week one's episode is going to be I'm titling it for now, Talking Shit. Dan has some better options below. Yeah, I, uh, I here's here's my three ideas. You ready? Yep. Uh, the Casual Dead. Okay. No Zombies Allowed. Uh-huh. Life After Zombies. Life After Zombies. Mm -hmm. I think I like The Casual Dead. Which is, I do too. I'm curious what you all think. Let us know which of those three you like. But basically, it's going to be a little bit of our life updates. It's going to be things like Zombies in the News. Um, and then, actually, I made a uh, phone number. For you all, because I had this moment on mushrooms. Shocking. You know, by now, this is a thing for me. Where I was like, I want to hear from the people who are listening to us. They've invested so much fucking time. Yeah. She said this uh, in the middle of like um, several minutes of complete silence. And uh, Lee was just like, I want to know what the people are saying. Yeah. I want to know what you're thinking about. My reaction was, there are people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. More than just you and I. 
in yeah. our little mushroom universe. <laughs> but seriously, if you want to ask us uh, for any random advice, ask us anything. Uh, bring up things about the zombie apocalypse that you want us to talk about. Whatever. You got three minutes if you call this number. 614-699-0006. That's 614-699-0006. You've got three minutes to leave us a voicemail. And this number is actually from one of our top locations of listeners, which is Hilliard, Ohio. Yeah, we have a Hilliard, Ohio phone number now. We're moving to your town. <laughs> we realize that this is where we get the most support. So we're moving to Hilliard. <laughs> is that creepy? <laughs> we're moving into your house. <laughs> Whoever you are, we're coming. So yeah, that's what's going to be like our one episode every two weeks. We'll do something like that. That's a little more fun and casual. And then what are we going to do the other week, Dan? Wait, what was the first week? The uh, potentially called casual dead week. Yeah, the casual dead. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's just going to be us talking about things that we want to do. And then the week after that is a regular old fashioned zombie book club episode where we talk about uh, books and movies. and. Comics. Sometimes games, comics. Yeah. Um, a uh, tabletop RPG game that I'm really excited about, The Walking Dead Universe. Yeah, we got to play it soon. Yeah, can't wait. I actually signed up for um, for a role-playing group on, I think it's called Start Playing, uh, where like DMs um, go to uh, set up uh, games that you pay like $20 to join, and uh, they DM for you, and you just show up with your character, and you play with strangers. Yeah, you should share the link in the show notes because actually, yeah. I'm pretty sure the day that this comes out is the day that you're playing, January seventh. Yeah, I'll um, I'll, I'll I'll let you guys know how it goes, and then we'll, we'll see. So the biggest change I think to know is that um, typically we had a book that we were reviewing or talking about part of the book club every five episodes, which is every ten weeks. Um, so now it's gonna be every ten episodes instead of every five, but still the same amount of time. You got ten weeks to read the book with yeah. us. Yeah, and the reason that we do it that way is because you know. Not everybody has time to read a zombie series in a week, like some people sitting at this table. <laughs> well, you had all that time because you were on the road driving. You know, I've been reading a lot less now that I've been off of work. <laughs> Isn't that funny? It is funny. <laughs> well, we're going to actually, I'm going to be reading Sylvester Barzi's Planet, Bet, Planet Bed. That's funny. Planet Bed. <laughs> Planet Dead is a bedtime story for the next little while. Sylvester Sarzi. <laughs> <laughs> Dan it bled. But it is going to be our bedtime story because I want to read about um, clown cannibals yeah. <laughs> or bed. I'm excited about this one because, um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. and I could, very well could be. But Sylvester Barzi is uh, an indie he author. Is. Yeah. Um, and I've been seeing this huge thing on threads between authors where some people are in this camp of um, all indie authors. Uh, don't don't edit their their manuscripts before publishing a book and they're not worth reading and then mm. a lot of people are saying that's ridiculous i've read tons of really good indie authors and they're just as good as any traditional publisher book so uh it's all on you sylvester i mean i've read <laughs> some uh publisher books and some self published things and same thing with like youtube like it's really gonna the quality is always gonna vary yeah. but i believe in sylvester because like i said i did open it up randomly on a page and was like this is really good and also disturbing yeah. uh, i've seen a lot of testimonials claiming that sylvester's book is incredible yeah and it's a whole series so beginning yeah. of many uh, but this is actually our last personal update of the year because we're recording this before uh the gregorian calendar new year it's actually december 30th today so, um, oh, I thought the new year was in two months. 
Oh, you mean the Chinese New Year? Uh, that's the actual New Year. That's there are many New Years. <laughs> I don't change the calendar year until February. <laughs> I don't think that would go very well if you had a job like mine. <laughs> That'd be very confusing. Yeah. Unfortunately, or fortunately, we go by the Gregorian calendar. That's what we're going with. Um, so tomorrow night is New Year's Eve. But uh, a couple things just to share some fun stuff that's been going on with us. Dan threw me a prom mm -hmm. for our wedding anniversary. Yeah. Um, you know, to, I I haven't always been the best at like knowing how to make like grand gestures in relationships. Um, with Leah, it's very important to me that I let her know that I love her. Um, mm. And, uh, you know, to to do something that's special and thoughtful and not boring and more original, um, you know, it gives me a lot of anxiety. So when I came up with this idea of doing prom, I was like, <laughs> brilliant. And it like took so much, so much off my shoulders about like, you know, what kind of, what kind of an anniversary gift does Leah want? What kind of, what should I make for dinner? And like, no, we're doing prom. We're going to get a laser light show. We're going to get, a bubble machine. Yep. I thought about getting a fog machine, but you know, I felt like our dogs swimming through carbon dioxide might not have been a good idea. Yeah, they wouldn't have appreciated <laughs> that. I think they were pretty freaked out by the lights. Yeah. I got a big uh big mylar like prom twenty twenty four, which uh that didn't go well because twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three, yeah. Next yeah. year. Twenty twenty four. I'm gonna just buy a four. I think we're gonna make this a tradition because I love prom. Prom was great. It was. I got dressed up. Dan got dressed up. Yeah. And uh, you know, when I saw how your face lit up with joy when you saw the prom, like mm. I knew I did a good job. It's making my nostrils flare and my nose tingly thinking about it. That's so sweet. It's giving me post-nasal drip just thinking about it. <laughs> True romance. Uh, yeah, it was wonderful. There was a lot of passion, yeah, which cannot be discussed in detail on this podcast, but just know. <laughs> Spicy. I'm a lucky, lucky person. Mm. Um, I also very much enjoyed it, too. <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, I also really enjoyed the night sky. It was oh, very beautiful. We're not talking about <laughs> any more than that. Um, Leah really loves the sky. <laughs> I did. It was a good time. Um, also, just like looking at Dan was really nice. I really like his face. The fact that you all don't get to see his face so much is kind of a tragedy in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree. I love you too. <laughs> Thank you for giving me a prom. It was really fun. Uh, on less exciting news or maybe very exciting. You want to share your biggest update in the last week, Dan? What is my biggest update? That you visited your family. For, oh, we visited your family. for You Christmas. know what? Yeah. You know, I had a nice time visiting my family for Christmas. It's been a long time since I've actually spent spent a Christmas at my 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 familial home. You mm -hmm. know, um, I haven't seen my sister uh, Monique for I don't know since I think 2017 is when she got married, and I went to her wedding. She's divorced. Um, she's now. divorced now. <laughs> yeah. Seems like it was his fault. I really like her. Yeah, he's he was a douche. Yeah. I knew it from the beginning. So Dan's mom makes everybody in the family special, like uh hand knitted stockings, and she makes um partners stockings for them. Uh, but uh his sister had to get her ex's stocking back and she just sewed over it the word pets. <laughs> so now my life goal in our relationship is to never have my stocking replaced with the word pets. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's become, it's become uh, an inside joke now. Don't become a pet stocking. Yeah. 
the our our stockings it's like one of the few like original traditions that my family has like my grandfather or my my grandmother made mm. these they're these, really cute uh, and they have jingle bells stockings on them. yeah they're they're very specific design like you can't buy this in a store no uh i i know because you know every time i wonder if rats got into the storage place where i keep them i'm like i can't replace these <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your mom could make one again yeah, uh, she said she won't. I'm out of the family if I if wow. I lose my stocking. You'll be going to family Christmas alone. <laughs> Maybe your stocking <laughs> will become pets. Yeah, and she'll keep me. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm out of the family if I lose it. Um, but yeah, that was really nice. Uh, Leah, what, what what have you been up to for the last two weeks? Well, I have two weeks off of work, which is uh, ah, wonderful. Uh, I guess this is officially a week over. Is a week is done. I've got one more week. And it's just been like art extravaganza. I figure out how to make these really cool mushroom incense holders and mushroom like containers out of Sculpey clay, which is super fun. I'm going to sell those on Etsy, giving a few away to some friends. My art is officially up in the gallery, so I could go check that out. And I've just been making a lot of like really horny teenage version of me art that I'm not (laughs) really sure I'm ever going to share, but it's been super fun. I just finished a piece called Forest of Dicks. So that's been good. It is exactly what you think it is. Yeah. And I've also been writing. uh, Well, been writing. I wrote yesterday and I forgot how much I enjoyed it. And I just want to say publicly on this podcast how much Dan has inspired me. So thank you for helping me be creative again. Uh, It's been really cool. Yeah. (laughs) Again, don't know where I'm going to write that or publish that stuff because it's uh, scandalous. Scandaloso. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Seeing Leah like happily creating drawing drawing on my tablet like she's just scribbling away on my I'm tablet like tablet. Learning, learning this new thing that she's never tried before it's it's really wonderful to watch i i really enjoy seeing it. yeah well the thing about that was our dog for emphasis in case that grumbling <laughs> came up Who's on the audio grumbling? it wasn't me it was nero our one Leah's dog. over here grumbling again and blaming it on the dog but i will say this like um when Dan and I were first together, maybe like a year or two in, Dan asked me, we were like sitting on our back porch. I think it was the first year we bought this house. And you were like, you know, Leah, what do you think about? What do you dream about? And I was like, chores, <laughs> things we have to do to get done in the house. Stress nightmares. <laughs> yeah, basically. And then Dan's like, oh, I have like a million fantasies in my head of all these different storylines and characters and things I want to create. And I was like a little bitter, honestly. <laughs> And then I realized I don't have to have my brain be colonized by things like productivity because creation is so much more fun. So this podcast, I think, has actually really helped open me up. Um, Me too. Yeah. This podcast is great. You should uh, recommend it to your friends. You should. (laughs) We want more Hilliard, Ohio listeners specifically. So, um, yeah, we need more people in Hilliard. (laughs) I don't know what the population of Hilliard is. I'll look it up We want all of them. Yeah. Should we should we take out like a huge ad- advertising campaign and like buy billboards in Hilliard, in Hilliard Ohio? Ohio? <laughs> what would they say? They'd be they'd be like uh, the n- zombie book club's number one town. <laughs> Thank you, listeners. And there'd be like I don't know what the population is, but there'd be like s- several hundred or thousands of people being like, "What the." F- his zombie book club and then get some interested then, you people know what? probably check it out but then they might leave us a voicemail that's like grumpy yeah we hate your billboard <laughs> <laughs> there used to be a 
perfectly beautiful McDonald's billboard there. And then you took it down and put it up with your garbage. Zombie book club. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last but not least, we made some winter solstice commitments. Yeah. Who celebrates solstice? Yeah. Let us know. We're big fans. Yeah. It's fun. It is. And it's, it's objectively verifiably happening. I know for sure. Solstice? Yeah. Yeah. Santa. It's on the calendar. Yeah. Jury's out for Santa, but we, we know winter solstice really does yeah. happen and I mean, it's worth celebrating. Santa was a Siberian um, medicine man. Yeah. They used to walk around in the snow and drop uh, uh, psychedelic mushrooms in through their chimneys. I thought that he would like eat them and then give people his pee. Yeah. He'd pee into people's mouths. And was it always a guy? Why are we making him a guy? Because of the patriarchy. Yeah. I, none of this is verifiable, by the way. I've not done my research to know if this yeah. is true, but we should. I've done some research because it's it's mushroom research, but mm. yeah, the, the Amanita muscaria mushroom. I've talked about it before, the fly agaric. Um, yeah. You know, it needs to be prepared in a certain way for it to be edible. Makes you sick if you just eat it straight, but like if you have a reindeer piss on it and you dry it out and sprinkle it with some lemon juice or something, <laughs> then uh, then you have a really good time when you eat it. And these these medicine dudes used to wear the, you know, red coats with fur lining around it and ride around in a reindeer sleigh and go to people's houses and climb down their chimneys and be like, here's some psychedelic mushrooms. Oh, my God. That's my kind of Santa. Yeah, that's my Christmas right there. <laughs> Definitely not Krampus. Krampus. Krampus oh, Krampus Knock. Krampus Knock. My second favorite winter holiday. Yeah, that's a oh good one. Oh, my God. We got to we got to go to a Krampus Knocked. We'll dress up like a like a goat man devil. I think this and coming drag a sack behind us that we claim has a child inside of it and beat it with sticks. Whoa! Yeah, that's what Krampus does. Krampus is um, Santa's uh, best friend. Is he who gives you the coal? Yes. Honestly, there's well, a lot about Santa that's a little bit fucked up. You know, it, he leaves coal in your stocking, but he also abducts the child <laughs> oh and takes God. him back to his torture dungeon and locks him in a cage, and then. He only takes them out of the cage to beat them with sticks and put them in a burlap bag and drag them around and throw them, throw them across the room. And then they take them back to their house and they're like, if you if you're bad next year, I'm not bringing you back home. And the Santa's like, thanks for taking care of that, Krampus. You're a cool dude. I am so disturbed, but also having a flashback of my friend's father telling me these these things called mugwumps that if you don't go to sleep, we'll come and get you in the night. And I lived in terror of them. So I don't know. I'm no longer a fan of Krampus Knocked. Oh, I love I love the Krampus Knocked. I think that Krampus has been slacking and needs to beat more children. Oh, my. OK. Only this is if a they're joke. bad. Dan is joking. Only if they're bad. Leah. <laughs> but the, children aren't bad. Krampus knows. <laughs> Krampus knows that children this are is bad. The thing about the whole Santa thing and Krampus Knocked is like, I don't really think the kids are bad. Well, you know what? They're just kids that are developing and don't understand anything, nothing. They everything they have to learn, all of it. It's well, terrifying. Uh, I disagree. I think they're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if you have kids. Sorry if why, you are a kid. Actually, actually no, you know I'm what? <laughs> this is this is why we're not having children. You heard it here first. Dan wants to put them in a bag and beat them. I want a demon to do it. <laughs> this <is> messed up. <laughs> Um, no, Krampus basically looks are. like a sleep paralysis this, demon anyway. This took us way off track. My point was, is that we made some wishes for 2024 on winter solstice. Mm. And one of them was to grow our podcast community. Another was for me to be able to use my feet for three whole hours a day. It's all I want at this point. I could do so much. But most importantly, my biggest dream, and I think Dan's, is that he can keep working from home in 2024. Mm. 
No more truck driving. We don't know if it's possible. Well, we know it's possible. We don't know if it's going to happen, but we are going to do everything we can to make it happen this yeah. winter. I'm looking into a number of things. Um, I, I happen to. Uh, did you know that I po- edit podcasts? <laughs> yeah, this one specifically. Yeah, this one. So if you think this podcast sounds good and you have a podcast of your own and extra money, <laughs> uh, let me know. Uh, we'll, we'll do that. It's expensive. So give me lots of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, add other things. Mushroom growing. Um, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, those are our personal life updates. The last yeah. ones that will ever be in the same episode is everything else we're about to talk about. Yeah, unless we go off track when we're talking about a book and we start talking about all kinds of crazy stuff. You know stuff what? You should let us not. know if you actually just fast forward through all the personal life updates, because if that's the case. Well, we'll find out <laughs> when we look at the numbers of our new episode content. That's true. I mean, they're not going to just be personal life updates. There will be zombie content. It'll just be more casual. Yeah. Top three zombie survival fails and wins of 2023. Yes. These are our own personal slash global survival fails and wins. Yeah. Mostly personal. The ways that we have have failed to survive. Yeah. Um, Should should you start? Should I start? I think you should start. start. Yeah. Uh, This is probably the biggest fail of 2023. My biggest fail. Okay. (laughs) Unless we're accounting the pool. Well, that was in 2023, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, I put it up in the, the, the last version of it up in 2023. I thought or it was 2022. Anyways, <laughs> uh, biggest fail, getting the truck stuck in the mud in the in our backyard. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, I, I got the lawnmower stuck in the mud, and I had the brilliant idea to be like, hey, uh, our backyard's a marsh, and the <laughs> lawn tractor's stuck. I'll just drive the pickup truck back there so I have something to winch off of with this hand winch that I have and yep. immediately got stuck. And now we have basically like, uh, I don't know, two and a half foot deep pond like tracks. Yeah, the, the person, water is. person driving the wrecker told me that I, I gave it a valiant effort. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that was a survival fail in the sense that. Good judgment is important for survival. And yeah. that was not a good judgment moment. And again, if you're hearing grumbling, Nero has a lot to say today. Yeah. He has, he has big feelings about us getting the truck stuck in the mud. He does. Oh. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, win, though, is that we got our first chance to use the generator this year. Yeah. I mean, it was under not so good circumstances. But, you know, we, when, it, when the time came, we had fuel. Mm-hmm. And it worked. And it was one of those things where we bought it. I think it was one of the first things we bought when we got the house. Because I was like, I don't know if somebody, I think somebody that was Vermontian oh, yeah. said to us, like, you need you, a generator need because the power goes out here all the time because we're fucking in a forest and like leaves, or not leaves, leaves break things down. Yeah, leaves break everything. <laughs> limbs, tree limbs Those fall leaves come shit. down, they take down power lines. <laughs> you haven't seen yeah. leaves like this before. Or you can have like an ice apocalypse where the, the lines get so heavy with ice. Like either way, you need to have a generator. And it definitely pulled through for us and allowed us to stay warm uh, for like four days without power. It was a lot of days. I don't know. I think it was three. Well, it was three, and then we left for Canada. Yeah, that's right. We just left. It was no way power. back at the beginning yeah. of this podcast. I guess technically that was 2022. Oh, well, it still counts. <laughs> no, um, it, was, it was 2023. Let's go on to the next one. Oh, uh, we had no water. When did we have no water? That was the same one. Or maybe another one. We, we lost power a few times last yeah. year or this year. We yeah, did. we did have and to. And we never get had water, water yeah. every time we, we lost power. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, when 
we have we have water now. We have six gallons more downstairs, but six gallons of water on hand just in case. Yep. Uh, according to the CDC, as you all know, because you've been listening to our podcast, that's t- three days worth of water. All they say is one None gallon for the per dogs. person per day. Yeah. Although, honestly, the dogs will just go out and drink dirt water. They yeah. don't care. And there's lots of that around. <laughs> I figure if we have at least three days worth of water, that gives us plenty of opportunity to gather snow or standing water and purify it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how we would do that, I don't know. Um, but also a win from uh, this year is that we have three backup locations to go to the, in the event of a zombie apocalypse. Oh. We figured that out. So that's good. Yeah. I don't that's know where the third thing. place is. So that's a but I Oh, that's right. I got it. <laughs> well, uh, no, we have their house, then our secret place, then our other secret place. And then there's the fourth option I haven't told you about, which is <laughs> a acquaintance's house. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what town it's from in. the other book club. <laughs> wow. Nero is like super grumbly bumbly. Yeah. Why are you so grumbly? You okay? Are you uncomfortable? You stopped grumbling as soon as we looked at him. Hey, boo boo. What's going on? Your grumbles are affecting our podcast. I love you very much, but could you stop with the grumbles? Okay. You're a good boy. Uh, third zombie survival fail of the year, Dan. What is it? Oh, is this all about the Intergovernmental Panel for Climate Change's 2023 report indicating we are very unlikely to not hit 1.5 degree warming in the next decade? And if we want to stay below two degrees, we have to make an immediate drastic change now, as in this decade, in which we are almost halfway through? Yes. <laughs> oh, tell me about that. Dan's reading my notes. Tell me all about that. <laughs> I guess, you know, the fail is that... Um, while we have not yet had a zombie outbreak, we are definitely in a climate apocalypse and uh, it's here. I think it's worse than zombies. Like if I had to pick yeah. between zombies and climate change, I think I'd pick zombies because in this year alone, like us personally, we have dealt with flooding not once, but three times. Uh, forest fire smoke coming and making the air unbreathable outside. Uh, yeah, the climate apocalypse is actually here. And it's way fucking worse than zombies. I'd pick zombies any day because what we're dealing with now is flooding, constant flooding here anyways in Vermont, fires, smoke from fires making the air unbreathable, food shortages because there's too much flooding. (laughs) So shit can't grow. Uh, Running out of water in the West, like they're literally uh, at a point now where they know they have like maybe one more mortgage left. For homes like they know that they can sell a house for a mortgage oh. now because they've got 30 years of water but then after that it's basically useless for a second i thought you were talking about like one mortgage payment left yeah like that's a, that's that's extreme yeah and they can't <laughs> guarantee water access in places in arizona anymore like it's a fucking mess yeah. well you know i i look at the zombie apocalypse as like nature's way of reclaiming the earth like it it takes away the problem which is us <laughs> And replaces it with carbon neutral beings who will just continue to decompose until they're gone and won't reproduce anymore and leaving the world to the rest of the animals who aren't huge assholes like us. (laughs) Well, this what makes me sad, though, is like, I don't believe that most of humanity, like there's 8 billion of us now, right? Yeah. But like the ones that are actually the real problem are like you and I. We're the problem? Yeah. We consume 30 times the fucking resources of somebody that's in like sub-Saharan Africa. Oh, yeah. 30 yeah. times. Definitely. At least that's the last time I checked, which was a few I say years as ago I now. sip on my plastic bottle of Diet Coke <laughs> that was shipped to me on the back of a truck that runs on diesel from <gasps> probably Atlanta. Yeah. Who knows? And then 
don't even want to think of where this shit comes from. Like, where's the label made? We don't know. Yeah, some type of polymer. Yeah, just basically we're drinking out of an oil. An oil. We're drinking out of oil. We are drinking plas- out of oil. That looks like plastic now. That's fucking weird. You know, um, sidebar on plastic. Um, something that I wanted to, to get into studying because, you know, people that listen to this might might remember that I, I like growing mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, not the illegal ones, no. um, though I, I would if it was legal uh, in a second. Uh, sidebar to the sidebar. <laughs> Anyways, there is a um, there's a specific mushroom or rather the mycelium of that mushroom uh, of which I can't remember the name of that. I really wanted to get into growing and and like testing with and seeing what it can do, mm. which is capable of breaking down polymer. That's pretty cool. Yeah. They, they've, I mean, they found it in the late 1800s. It's been around the entirety of the time that we've had plastic, uh, but it's, it's capable of breaking down plastic and turning it back into compost, like non-toxic compost. Um, there's a lot of people that are like, I wouldn't want to eat those mushrooms, but I don't personally think that you should eat mushrooms from this but yeah but you could use those <laughs> mushrooms to like build houses with the material the mycelium like you can do all kinds of things i don't know about these mushrooms, mushrooms mm. but um something that i thought would be really interesting is to take plastic bottles fill them up with more plastic and introduce this mycelium culture in there with like other types of things that it likes to eat maybe some types of grains and then just throw that into a landfill and just see, see what, what happens, happens. You know, that sounds really fucking risky. That's the, that's what humanity does. We're like, this seems like a solution. And then it causes other problems. Well, so, maybe it'll make zombies. <laughs> maybe. But that's the fail. The fail of 2023 is that uh, we really fucked up y'all as a species, but mostly us like in the West who are consuming a bunch of shit and carelessly throwing it out, including me. I am not, uh, not innocent in this thing. Uh, but yeah, that's a fail. But uh well, yeah, I've got some stats. Okay, I'm going to rewind for a second. I've got some fun fail stats for you all about so this. Uh, according to Forbes, a third of Americans are thinking about moving due to climate change is the main motivator. And actually, a lot of folks that I talk to, they're talking about where they're going to move, are moving for climate change. And when we chose Vermont, I chose Vermont partially because it seemed to be relatively climate change proof. Well, this year proved that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we're safe from a lot of things. One being like, the massive droughts and heat waves that you'll see in the South and the Southwest. Um, and also we're on a mountain. So uh, the floods, while we have floods, they don't affect us where we live. Well, they affect our roads, which means we yeah. don't have access to things when well, we have to leave. That's why Vermont gave us kayaks when we moved here. <laughs> but I, I think we've had this discussion before <laughs> in the podcast, but we're not even close to a body of water that could take us down. Not yet. Not, Not yet. yet. That's true. This most recent flooding that we had a couple of weeks ago, like there were rivers and waterfalls in our yard that should not be there. <laughs> Thankfully, our house is OK. But also um, the reason why folks are willing to move and why I really think climate change refugees are going to be more and more prevalent uh, as if they're not already, is that um, CoreLogic's climate change catastrophe report found that 14.5 million homes were impacted by natural disasters in 2021 which is about one in 10 homes in the United States. And it's a collective cost of almost 60 billion in property damage. That's from things like severe weather, wildfires, hurricanes, hail and wind events, winter storms. It's, it's kind of a mess out there. I think 2023 is going to be the year that I will always remember as the one where I'm like, oh yeah, like this is no longer a theoretical exercise, but yeah. I am trying to fix this is, this is really fucked yeah, up. It's, it's here. It's here yeah. right now. <laughs> but when 
the, the final win of 2023 is this is probably the best year we're ever going to have for climate is that in a our win? lifetime. <laughs> so we should remember it fondly. Yeah. Remember 2023 fondly. 2024 is going to be a doozy for so many reasons. Oh, my God. Yeah. Don't even get into the elections. <laughs> oh, the end is nigh, folks. The end is nigh. Um, but it is a win, especially if you are an adult now, because according to the uh, Intergovernmental Panel for Climate Change's 2023 report, if you were born in the 80s, like Dan and I, you'll be around uh, in your 70s for like mild to moderate climate change impacts, which, by the way, if this shit's mild to moderate, oh, my fucking God, <laughs> that is some scary shit. But kids who are born in 2020 are fucked and will see severe yeah. impacts in their lifetimes. Learn how to swim. Basically, I don't know. It's going to be, you know, for those of you with kids, I have only admiration for you. And I 100% believe that you are raising the generation that can hopefully try and create a more resilient world, a fairer world, a kinder and more egalitarian world. And I just want to say I'm sorry on behalf of myself and all my ancestors uh, who really just helped fuck it all up for them. Sorry, I'm trying. I'm trying in my own little way to be slightly less damaging for your children's future. Uh, children born in 2023 will be using this podcast as reference material. Oh my God. <laughs> for their survival. <gasps> That's terrifying. <clears throat> Let's talk about our favorite episodes. Yeah. What was your number one favorite episode, Dan? Oh, my number yeah. one favorite? I'm going to say... Uh, even though it wasn't like the same level of quality as like later episodes, mm -hmm. um, I really enjoyed the $100 Amazon zombie survival challenge. I'd like to do a, something else again, similar to that, because that was a fun time and you really surprised me with your answers. It was really fun, but I don't know if I can repeat that level of awesome surprise <laughs> like I did <laughs> for that one. To. It could be a different thing. Yeah. I would actually like to see what other people would buy for a hundred bucks on Amazon. I that could do, be like a yeah. cool social media engagement thing. Like what would you buy if you had a hundred bucks yeah. for maybe, your survival? Maybe we can get guests to, uh, to make a survival list. And then we, we question them about their list. Maybe that's our zombie ween, uh, year two episode. Maybe it's a yeah, hundred dollar Amazon challenge and they're competing for the most impressive Amazon purchases I mean, for survival. That sounds fun to me. Leah, what was your favorite? So. I think I just spoiled it. I loved Zombie Ween Game Show. Truly <laughs> dream come true. Have y'all listened to it? Zombie Ween was, was your, was, that's, that was your baby. It was. Yeah. You made it happen. It was you planned really fun. It, you put it together. You executed it. I laughed and made jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and we got to meet Lori Calcaterra from yeah. Path of the Pale Rider. That. She's One of wonderful. My besties Eric was on. One of our new besties, Joshua Grant, was on it. It was just a yeah. lot of fun. Um. Lori, Lori uh, said on social media that she will be friends with us. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, runners up, uh, the Billionaire Bunkers episode. Mm -hmm. That was fun. I made a really funny fake ad in the middle of that about billionaire fingers. That, was, <laughs> that is true. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> yum, yum, back, yum. billionaire fingers. <laughs> So yummy. And we could probably do an update on that this coming year. I do want to talk about more of Mark Zuckerberg's $2 oh billion or $2 billion or $2 million, $2 million bunker in Hawaii uh, of all yes. places. I fucking hate no, that, man. No, $200 million. Just $200 million? Okay. Yeah. Fact check us, folks. I don't know what's true, <laughs> but I think we need to talk about that. And then I think my runner-up is Zombieverse or Zombie Worst. <laughs> One of all, first of all, the, the title is great. Yeah, I love the title. <laughs> and secondly, it was such a ridiculous show. 
um, that it was just really, really fun to talk with you about. Yeah. Rice puffs. <laughs> I don't know. For me, it was all about the potato guns <laughs> as a weapon <laughs> in the zombie apocalypse. Oh, wow. Um, so uh, we also have our most underrated episode. Yeah. This one's really interesting because not only is it underrated as in like not as many people, this is the, the lowest listens of any episode, but um, on social media, we got the most engagement out of any episode. Yeah. It was like really strange dichotomy. Yeah. And that's the zombie astrology episode seven. Uh, we talked, we, we, we tried to apply astrology to what was it? It was just, it was characters from the walking dead, right? It was it was us, some friends and family, characters of The Walking Dead, and we used a BuzzFeed article, highly scientific, to determine <laughs> right. if uh, we felt like zombie astrology was real and it could actually like predict our future in an apocalyptic scenario. I would say it didn't do the greatest job, but it was super fun. <laughs> it was do. interesting. But yeah, yeah, everybody a lot of people uh, contacted us about what their what their sign was and how they felt they were represented. <laughs> It was really great to read those responses. So yeah. if you haven't listened to that one yet, go back and listen and let us know. Do you think that zombie astrology is real? Leah, did you know that we read books? I mean, you read most of them. I read some of them for the book club. Yeah. Some of some of them I read and I tell you all about. Yep. Um, and the only way that my undiagnosed autistic mind can do by uh, word vomiting it at you. <laughs> In great detail. I don't need to read them. <laughs> I basically just recite the book from the beginning to the end. <laughs> yeah, dialogue and everything uses different voices for different characters, basically yeah. an audiobook. So this year we read five whole books. <laughs> Is that right? It well, yeah, we talked about well, we both read more books, but we talked about five books we on the podcast, which feels like not very many, but honestly, like all you voracious readers out there that read like a book a week screw off. <laughs> okay. I'm not as cool as you. I don't have the ability to do that. Yeah. I, one, one zombie book every 10 weeks is like an accomplishment <laughs> for me. Um, so how, how would you rank the books that we read? Okay. Uh, number one, but I only watched the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's the girl with all the gifts. Right. Yes. I love the movie. You know, that's love. that's where our lists are. We both have number one girl with all the gifts by M.R. Carey. Yeah. I read the book. You watched the movie. The movie was movie excellent. Was incredible. Yeah. It was like I was telling lots of people about it. People that aren't typically zombie fans or like horror fans. I was like, look, like this is one worth watching is a really interesting concept. And um, it actually made me want to go back and read the sequel, but it's technically a prequel, right, Dan? Mm. The Boy on the Bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but also if they made a movie, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer that. Yeah, make make that movie, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's your what's your number two? Uh the one we just did, Clay's Arc by Octavia Butler. I stan Octavia Butler so fucking much. I think she's an incredible writer. I was thrilled from start to finish. I am absolutely going to read the rest of the pattern of series after reading that one. Um, hands down. It was actually close between Clay's arc and the girl with all the gifts, but I decided like objectively the girl with all the gifts was better. Clay's arc is my number four. Damn. <laughs> you know, I didn't hate Clay's arc, but it kind of makes me want to read a different Octavia Butler book. Mm. Um, you know, I, we, we just talked about that. Last yeah, we episode. don't need to get more into you that. Know, listen to that. <laughs> I stand by it. <laughs> That's fair. We're allowed to have different opinions. What was your number two, Dan? 
Oh, uh, my number two is your number three. Oh, World War Z by Max Zed. Brooks. It's Z. Zed. We're in America. <laughs> yeah, but I'm always going to be Canadian. <laughs> World War Z by Max Brooks. I haven't read that book in a really long time. We did rewatch the movie. And I remember really enjoying that book because of the stories. And like, I think we did like a book versus movie episode. Yeah. And even having not reread the book recently, I knew the book was better yeah. <laughs> than the movie by like a lot. Yeah. The, the movie is a fun action romp. Um, but, you know, it, it, it really didn't hold up the way that I thought no. it would um, when I actually looked at it and dissected it as a zombie movie i'm like okay it's just brad pitt versus the zombies yeah it was very tropey yeah the best part was when the zombies climbed over the wall in israel yeah i like the outbreak at the beginning i don't remember yeah uh, when they're in like philadelphia i think oh yeah that was a good breakout was, scene yeah i mean very very few movies can do a good a, you know do justice to a zombie outbreak um you know i, I feel like uh world war z and ah uh, What's it called? Dawn of the Dead. Had a good outbreak. Yeah. Break scenes. Those yeah. outbreaks are like chef's kiss. Mm, yum. The only thing Yummy. that could have made the outbreak scene in World War Z was if, uh, what's his name again? Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Thank you. If Brad Pitt was eating a Philly cheesesteak. Yeah. You when know that what? happened. Brad Pitt is well known for eating in movies. Like he, he's like everybody, every like great actor has a thing. Like Tom Cruise looks cool when he's running. Tom Hanks. Uh, likes to pee in every movie. He has a pee scene. <laughs> I and, appreciate uh, that realness. And Brad Pitt, he knows that he can eat food and look really cool while doing it. So I think he should have just had a fucking Philly cheesesteak, <sighs> just shoving it in his mouth while he's running away. He's like looking at his clock, measuring the the outbreak of the zombies, and he's like just takes a bite of the Philly cheesesteak. And uh, you know what? If they could, if they could find a way to sell Philly cheesesteaks that way. That movie could have made a lot of money. It'd be great product placement. Dan yeah. made an excellent plant-based Philly cheesesteak recently mm. that I'm still thinking about. Which is probably <laughs> why it came up for me thinking about World War Z. Zed. Yeah. Zed. Z. Z. Uh, what about your third one, Dan? Oh, my third one is Plague of the Dead by Z.A. Recht. Um, this, for a very long time, was like my favorite go-to zombie series. Mm. Um, and rereading it and especially talking to with you about it, uh, I realized eh, it's okay. I think it was special too because it was like your first real encounter yeah. with the living dead. The first time anybody had like done it justice and like took it seriously. Yeah, yeah, and it was number four for me just because I didn't read it, <laughs> but uh, mostly because like one of my favorite things is dance undiagnosed autism because I got to hear all about it, and I think it's a special book to me, sort of, even though it's in number four position because of what it meant to you. Yeah. Um, and then our last choice, no one's going to be surprised if you've been listening this year. Weird that our number ones and our number fives are exactly the same. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. What a Seth fucking Graham mess. Smith. <laughs> we didn't even finish it. We DNF'd. No. What is DNF? <laughs> Did not finish. Oh, that's a lot of books in my life. <laughs> but yeah, I was really committed. I recommended this book because I was entertained by the concept. Uh, it was a mess. I mean, we talked about this in the episode and for what it's worth, we enjoyed it for a little while. I liked talking about it in the episode because it was really fun. Yeah. But the, but the three and a half hours that I invested into listening to it, probably only the first hour was somewhat entertaining, but mostly still confusing. Yeah. Oh, also I made a, an ad, a fake ad, uh, for extreme tea, the Bennett sisters, extreme tea. 
I That's that right. Movie. That is a good one. You should just do like some clips on social media of just your ads. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that out makes of sense context in context ads. or not. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm curious. Do y'all like Dan's ads? Do you want more ads? <laughs> Nobody said anything about my ads. Heartbreaking. Somebody needs to write Dan a review on Apple Podcasts maybe about they think, his ads. Maybe they're just so good that they think they're actual ads. And oh, like yeah. They're trying to buy extreme tea. <laughs> No, like that's what I need in my life. And uh, what was what was your rice puff one? Oh, uh, it's a multi-level business Mar- yeah. marketing. Oh, what about uh, uh, zombie loudeners? <laughs> zombie loudeners, yeah. For um, uh, oh, what's it called? Um, the French, the French zombies. Oh, and the night eats the world. The night eats the world. Yeah. Yeah, which was also an excellent. We were talking about books, but I fucking love the night eats the world as a movie. Definitely one of my favorites. Were um, there any other ads you did, Dan? Oh, there might have been. I think my favorite ad is Zombie Loudoners. Oh, there was the Tropical Vacation one in Billionaire Bunkers or something. It like had like oh, a tropical yeah. jingle. No, no, no. That was in and the that last was the baby back rib, baby ba- baby fingers. Yeah, the, the Billionaire Bunkers had the billionaire fingers. The um, the 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 um, the one that you're thinking about was actually in uh, The Last of Us. Mm, I don't remember, but yeah. you should just go listen to them all again. Do you know, sometimes Dan and I listen to our own podcasts less and less because I've kind of figured out what we sound like now and what things <laughs> I want to improve. Yeah. But it's kind of fun. And sometimes we'll be like in the same room listening to ourselves on a podcast and I will have the exact thought that I then say out loud on the podcast. And it's fucking really creepy when that happens. Yeah. It's like, yeah, wow, it's, my brain's it's, predictable. It's interesting. I, and I've, I've experienced this many, many times with all kinds of things that I've done. It's like, you get to a certain point and like you don't remember what you said, but like you you're you're presented with the same information that you were in the moment and you come to the same conclusion. You say the same exact thing. Yeah, it's a little um, it makes me feel a little more like a robot and like recognizing <laughs> that my brain has programming. Yeah. And neural pathways. And it's just like dee, 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 it's going to go here. Leah, did you know that there were things that disappointed us in the zombie uh, media world? I mean, I was there for them yeah. and I'm still a little scarred. So, um, yes. What, do you really want to bring this trauma back up? For I us do. I want to talk about it. I want to bring oh, it no. up. The, I am talking about season 11 of The Walking Dead. I will never forgive you for season 11. Me? Anyone. <laughs> Ziggy, Nero. I don't. I, I'm blaming this all on you. <sighs> yeah, I just got to pour one out for season 11 of The Walking Dead. We had a whole episode about that. Dan was yeah. very upset. I was very upset. Dan, you were more upset. Yeah. You know, we we really wanted to just like go season by season and like talk about The Walking Dead and how much we loved it. We were rewatching the whole series. We had so, so we much could, to say. Yeah, so that we could watch season 11 with like fresh, fresh, well-informed eyes. Yep. And we were enjoying it. The entire way, like, you know, season 10 it has its has its ups and downs. But, you know, all in all, it wasn't still horrible. Decent. Still, I was still there for it. I was like anxious to see yeah. a season 11. Season 11. I know you don't agree, but I thought like the first, you know, three or four episodes started off really well. I loved the whole like going into the subway tunnels um, kind of started to feel like a like a horror movie. There was um, potential. It definitely had horror vibes. And then what the fuck? <laughs> All I know is that, like, literally, we would have had at least three or four episodes this year around just Walking Dead themes that we wanted to talk about. And that that season ruined it for us. So if you are not a huge fan of The Walking Dead, maybe that's for the best and maybe why you're here. But 
if you're wondering why we haven't talked more about it, that's why it was it was kind of like, um, you know, a relationship that you have that was good for so long. And then they just fucking flip overnight and become a total asshole. And then everything is ruined. All your good memories are ruined because you're like, wait, was this person really just season 11 all along? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're you're dating somebody. You think they're great. Then they stab your dad. <laughs> and now, now so they're relatable. just a dad stabber. Oh, <laughs> you can't you can't forget when they stabbed your dad. You know, Dan, you was kind of sad about that. I just realized some people have had dad stabbed. Oh, yeah, that's true. I worked with a guy who stabbed his dad. That's right. Yeah, that's a sad story. I'm going to not tell it. No, <laughs> this is getting dark real fast with the dad yeah, stabbing. So it was messed up. I really hope that uh, all of you people have never had dad stabbed. Yeah. OK, just delete if that. Your dad, if your dad got stabbed. Um, I'm get, sorry we laughed about it. Yeah, I wasn't laughing at your dad. No. <laughs> Maybe my dad. It's yeah. okay. Anyone can stab my dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you need to take it out oh. on me, you know, I'll give you his address. <laughs> uh, yeah, we drove by his house. Uh, yeah. Just Talking to like, about my stalk biological him. father, of course. Yeah, Dan and I are applauding uh, the return dance uh, patriarchy side. Patriarchy? Paternal side? Paternal side of your family. Yeah. Um, has a bunch of land. Good yeah. land, by the way. They have and a campground. I thought we should Game of Thrones it and like Dan should get his rightful yeah. uh, title back as king of the campground. Yeah. I mean, it used to be like a respectable campground that like retirees would go to and spend the whole summer there when my grandparents ran it. Then when they died, my, my uncle and my biological father took over and it kind of turned into a trailer park uh, where everybody with my last name goes to live basically for free. And it is a fucking nightmare, apparently. And to the point where when I got a ticket in a town nearby and I had to go represent myself in, in uh, traffic court, they asked me if I was from the camp. It's famous, infamous and not yeah. a good way, notorious. And camp. I let them know I don't know that side of my family. And it's probably the only reason I got away with what I did. Honestly, there could be a really <laughs> good parody here, though, of Kingdom, like a combination of Kingdom and um, Trailer Park Boys, <laughs> where like you're the you're the um, crown prince. Returning to claim what's yours. You're going to help the, the commoners that have had a bad run under yeah. the leadership of your shitty dad. And you're going to have to stab your dad. Yeah. So I just figured, you know, I'd just grab a, a 30 pack of Miller Lite and hop on my riding lawnmower and just roll in there <laughs> and tell them all to just bow before me because I'm the crown prince. <laughs> I just want a really good fucking outfit for this. I yeah. want to be standing in the oh, background. We gotta, I mean, but. You know, we have grand outfits like, you know, dressed dressed for in our battle dress, but mm. still very like proper. But it's all made out of like beer cans and stuff. See, this is the kind of this is the kind of content you're going to get every other week from us now, folks. <laughs> is <Yeah>. this <laughs> uh, back to our biggest disappointments of 2023 when it comes to zombies I, Two, there are two things that I really wanted to talk about that we did not get to talk about enough. One of them is sex in the apocalypse. I'm very interested in that. Not the Clay's art kind. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, that was uh, a uh, not that kind, but other kinds. Um, also, I'm really interested at where people go poop in the apocalypse. Yeah. And that has not been discussed enough. So I will be trying to bring more of those themes, quality themes into 2024. Yeah. These are the important questions that nobody asks. Yeah. We're still yeah. biological beings. It's like, you know, we have zombie things where there's always a baby, but like, I want to see the baby get made. Not in great detail. Mm, just yeah. enough. Yeah, you got to make that zombie. Um, you know, as far as pooping in the apocalypse, I'll give you a teaser. Uh, my plan is to find a different bathroom every time. 
Mm. That way, you know, like you just you. Just, so you're not hungering you down. You're one. migrating around. Yeah, you fill up one and you move on to the next. <laughs> Can you imagine like being the next person though? <laughs> you're like, you know, you're yeah. trying to scavenge from this uh, convenience store, and convenience store bathrooms are already fucking terrible <laughs> in regular life. And they're like, oh, this place has a bathroom, <sighs> you know, that I'll just hit this <sighs> one because we're we're moving on our way, and they go mm. in, they're like. Yeah. Honestly, I've been in a lot of convenience store bathrooms that might just be like there was an apocalypse. Apocalypse has happened in there. <laughs> they already happened. There was a something been, horrible. Like, literally stuff here. smeared on walls. Like I've just like many of them. I've just There's walked just back like out. a handprint. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and it like streaks down. Like- oh. Like something that you would see in a zombie movie. You know, the best part of those moments is there's always a sign that's like, if you're dissatisfied with the state of this, <laughs> talk to the manager, like call this 1-800 number. I'm like, I'm just leaving. The sign itself is covered in black mold. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, you know, I have some honorable mentions, Leah, Ooh. Um, for, for books that I've read uh, during my work season that we haven't talked about on this podcast yet. Uh, hopefully, we'll talk about them in the future. What are they? Uh, I read this series, uh, The Remaining by DJ Mole. Mm. Uh, I highly recommend it if you're into like a really super gritty, like really super realistic um, zombie apocalypse uh, series. Um, it's it's about uh, mostly about this uh, the main character Lee Harden, who's um, who's a captain in the army. And he's part of this thing called uh, Project Hometown, where his whole mission is to basically just live in a house that has a bunker in case something bad happens. Mm. And if, when something bad happens, they tell him to go down to the bunker for a month. And then when they come out, they need to go find survivors and help them survive. That sounds really good. Yeah, it's great. And it's a I, whole series. How many books are we talking? I think six. And then there's actually a series after that, which I think is three years later, just called the Lee Harden series. And would you like, if you're going to give it Zeds today, how many Zeds would you give these Oh series? my God. Um, if it weren't for the way that there isn't a whole lot of representation for um, BIPOC characters, um, I would give it like nine and a half stars. Um, I'm going to have to give it like eight and a half just because it's like i i would have i would feel more comfortable if there was more representation it's a zombie world of white people yeah and there's a few times where there's people who are not white and it's just it's it's kind of like a white person's take on what they think those people are like and it's not overtly racist i don't think that he has any hatred in his heart for people who are not white but Mm. it's not it's not the it's it's not I feel what uh, a BIPOC character's experience would be. Yeah, that's totally fair. I think whenever we talk about authors like that, I always feel like it's less of a judgment of the author and more of a statement about our current state of society. Yeah. So hopefully that changes. I think the more we read, the more people learn. Hopefully the writing will get better. Um, Another series It's called The Last Survivors. I don't remember who wrote it. I should have wrote it down. You should have. <laughs> but um, this series actually takes place 300 years in the future after a zombie apocalypse. This is one I feel like I read because like pretty much every day Dan would come home from work and be like, Leah, the da, 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 this book is so good. Yeah. And it's it's a pretty good series. Um, and it's basically it's basically a, a, a fantasy. You know, it's like a, like a, your standard fantasy, like swords and shields 
um, going on adventures in the woods, except it takes place 300 years in the future where like basically all learned knowledge is very rare. Mm. Books are rare. Materials are rare and zombies are everywhere. They're still everywhere 300 years later. Yeah, they, there's a whole thing about it. About Do the zombies not rot in this world? Uh, they're technically still alive. They're, they're cordyceps zombies. Uh, wow, that's not whole fucking cordyceps, too, yeah. though. But some of them live a really long time. Some of them waste away. There's no explanation. Hmm. Um, they say that some of them you see, you know, they last like 20 years. Some of them uh, last six months. And there's a few of them that were from the beginning. That one, this series is interesting to me. I like, I like the idea of 300 years in the future, but it's also really depressing to think that 300 years in the future, there's still zombies. Yeah. Like you'd like to, I like the World War Z approach where it's like, we had a really bad decade there yeah. or so, but we've gotten, we've kind of figured this out. And also you kind of realize that um, part of, part of this civilization that rebuilds itself is based around them needing people to stay inside the walls and be afraid of what's outside. So mm. some of it is kind of, feeding the zombies with you know the overpopulation you know whenever they have like a famine or something they're like we gotta we gotta fight the evil outside everybody you're drafted twenty thousand people are drafted we're gonna go outside we're gonna fight them and then they don't come back oh my god that sounds <laughs> horrible and also like i need to read this yeah it's really interesting i'd give it eight stars okay um the writing is good uh representation is meh um but also i think i think it might be it might take place in like england maybe it's really unclear because mm. they don't know where they are <laughs> they don't know where they are yeah maybe they have a whole new uh names for things because it's yeah. 300 years later i mean this country's only how old oh our country yeah well uh since since the beginning of uh of the planet this country yeah this where where we live has existed well, yeah, but not really because it was like attached to other continents and stuff. Yeah. There's Pangea. We're we're actually on uh, live on a uh, ancient volcano that's uh, I think 400 million years old. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that makes that puts our lives in perspective pretty. But the United States, like 250 years. Yeah, so my point <laughs> is, is like 250 years ago it wasn't the United States, so what could it be in 300 years? It would be interesting. Yeah. I really like that idea. Yeah, it's really interesting. Also, I like the way that um, that society has changed. And religion has changed and politics. Sound stay, kind stay of familiar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unfortunately, we have not like created a better world from the apocalypse. Which yeah. Sucks. And I think that's kind of, you know, that's kind of the, the point of the series is like, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Mm. Um, and my my last honorable mention is this uh, book that I was uh, suggested on Audible. It's it was free. It's called Zombified. Um, it's by somebody who has a podcast of the same name, but it's, uh, it defines like what they think a zombie is talks about like real world, um, examples of what we would consider zombification. Mm. Um, it talks about the psychology of zombies and how they fit into our society. That's really interesting. I definitely want to explore this one more, maybe even talk to the person who who wrote Mm -hmm. it at some point. I will say I had like a moment just as you were talking about the last survivors and the remaining, where I was like, you know, I never thought of this before. And maybe this is not shocking to anybody else or news to anybody else. But I just had this moment where I was like, wait, another thing that's interesting about the zombie apocalypse is that it's like we created our own predator in a world where we are no longer really, we don't, well, we certainly don't see ourselves as prey. We can get eaten by other things, but we are our own worst predator. 
in a way. Yeah. And zombies, it's like suddenly if there are zombies, we live in a world where we actually genuinely have to be concerned about something eating us. Yeah. It's a, it's a return to a simpler time. We could be eaten. Yeah. I mean, that's why we're afraid of the dark. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe you're afraid of the dark. You're not afraid of the dark? No. Way too manly for that Everybody's shit. afraid of the dark. No, I'm, uh, I'm really <laughs> super duper tough. Oh, right. You're an alpha male. Yeah, I'm tough. You're the head of the wolf I'm pack. a tough boy. <laughs> no, you're not. You're my soul I go, boy. I, I go in the dark all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not too afraid of the dark, but I will say that we um, watched Hereditary. Oh, that is a fucked and, up movie. You know, I, I had to wake up at like four o'clock in the morning um, to get ready for work. And I don't get like the heebie-jeebies thinking about that movie, but I will say that I thought about Hereditary every morning getting ready for work. like For weeks? Yeah, well, still do. Really? <laughs> yeah. Are you still like looking up at the ceiling to see if there's like a no, demon up there? No, I'm not scared of the, the ceiling demons, but it's like right at the end when the mother and the grandmother's corpses Ugh. are like kneeling before <sighs> their new king. Yeah. Without their heads on. Like, I think about that a lot, mm. which is weird because I didn't really think it was that scary at, at the moment. I was like, this is kind of like the happy ending. <laughs> the way your brain works fascinates me that you have like these incredibly crisp memories of movies and books yeah and i don't but ask me what i had for lunch today <laughs> a salad it was a good oh, salad I did? that you made yeah oh, oh i you, made it you did thank <laughs> you you also made us peanut butter toast for breakfast oh yeah um i've got an honorable mention yeah what's your honorable mention mushrooms and mushrooms? the person who got us mushrooms who i will not name yeah. very legal mushrooms very legal mushrooms everyone. with very wonderful effects on my mental health yeah and also more creativity. And uh, I just think that um, more people should have access to mushrooms, like in Colorado, yes. where you can give them to each other. Yeah. You know, you know one of the economy. many examples of how it can be legal. Yeah. Or just like, and what I love about how mushrooms work in Colorado is that it's an example of not capitalism. It's literally a gifting system. You cannot sell them, but you can give them away. And they have giving events. Yeah. Like, what a fucking dream. You know, and anybody who's, who's had, who's experienced mushrooms, they love giving away mushrooms because it's just a wonderful experience. I, you know, a lot of people are afraid of what we're talking about because they haven't experienced it. But when or they've had a bad experience, oh yeah, that, that is also possible. But if you if you go into uh, an experience such as that, a very legal experience, I might yes, add. in legal places like Jamaica and Colorado, yeah, and also yeah. California if you're part of a mushroom church. That's right, and I think Oregon. Not sure, but I believe you. Everything's decriminalized, I think. In Oregon. Yeah, maybe Washington State. Yeah. Eric, um, fact check that for us. Yeah, let us know, Eric. Um, <laughs> well, wait, has Eric gotten back to us yet? He hasn't. I'll text him. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the, the, uh, the experience is like euphoria and yeah. feeling at, at one with everything around you. And the entire time, you don't even remember you have a phone. Like you're not looking at your And phone. if you look at it, you're like, ugh, get yeah, this away from technology. me. Yeah, don't like it. How well do you think you'd fare in a zombie apocalypse on um, a low dose of mushrooms? Do you think you'd be like more effective at survival or less? Oh, yeah. Anything that requires memory, I'd be totally fucked. Um, <laughs> but you know what? I'd, I, would, I would probably be hit with this instant like survival mechanism of let's just go into a dark place and be very quiet. Mm. And for and with that, I would do very well. Like I'd probably find a closet and I'd hole up in there and I'd just be like, all right, now I just wait for the scary undead corpses that are trying to eat me. 
<laughs> you probably feel some affinity to the dead corpses or like you'd yeah. be like i'm a mushroom and the mushrooms will eat the dead corpses when they eventually become inanimate yeah i'd probably try to give the zombies mushrooms that's amazing oh <gasps> what if it would help them decompose faster what if it would make them um not want to eat people maybe maybe it's healing yeah, yeah maybe um Next part is a really fun thing that we've been looking at for a long time that uh, we've mentioned a little bit, especially at the beginning of this podcast. It's our top cities, which are, by the way, like really interesting ones to me because none of them are major, major metropolises. I mean, I guess the third one is. Yeah. Um, number one, Hilliard, Ohio. Hilliard. Yeah. We got to learn more about Hilliard, Ohio. Yeah. Um, I actually wanted to have a whole bunch of uh, of. of Fun facts about Hilliard, Ohio, but I uh, didn't do that. What we want to know is where is the best place to hole up in Hilliard, Ohio in a zombie apocalypse? That's not your house. Also, what's happening in Hilliard, Ohio that everyone's listening to us? Well, I'm assuming that one of you like got bit and then started biting others. And if that's true, thanks. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's probably early on. You know, they they got bit and didn't realize that they were going to turn. So they went and like they, they hung out at their friend's house. And they're like, ah, some crazy person bit me. (laughs) And then they bit um, their friend. And then their friend is like, well, I've got family staying over, so we'll all just hang out together. Mm. And then then they turned and bit a whole bunch of other people. So I think that's probably what happened. We really love it when you bite people. Yeah. Yeah. We appreciate it. Uh, Number two, Smithville, Tennessee. Another place. Yeah. Would never expect. It's kind of cool to know there's these places that I'll probably never go to with like people there living their lives. Yeah. Thinking about zombies. Or maybe we will go there. Maybe it's our new home. Maybe we'll do like a, a tour yeah. <laughs> one day. <laughs> a if tour we have a tour. Hilliard, Ohio and Smithville, Tennessee. <laughs> if we ever do have a tour, we are going to Hilliard, Ohio and Smithville, Tennessee. Okay. <laughs> and number three, Atlanta. See, this makes me wonder if people I know are not telling me they're listening, but they are listening. Because <laughs> like Atlanta's. Yeah, I got a lot of friends in Atlanta. So if you're a friend who's been listening to this whole fucking time, your brother didn't even know the podcast till like two days That's ago. True. <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't involve our family or friends really in the podcast, but that except way we for talk Eric. Shit. Yeah, uh, but seriously, if you are one of my friends in Atlanta and you've been listening to this and you've never told me, what the fuck? Yeah, Leah's friends <laughs> or possibly my friends. Yeah, possibly your friends. It's who possible. are you? Uh, speaking of friends. We made some zombie friends. We this did. Year. That was such a nice part of this year. Yeah. So uh, we met um, and interviewed Joshua Grant, who made uh, another zombie apocalypse, a graphic novel. Yep. And has uh, got uh, some GoFundMe money to make a little short film, I believe, yeah, about the robot he's one. A video game. Yeah. Every time we talk to Joshua Grant, he's making a new thing. He is the most creative person. Yeah. I can, like possibly more than you, which the is mo- saying a lot. He's the most ADHD person I've ever met. That's why he's wonderful. Yeah, that's why I get along with him. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I I see a lot of a lot of myself in him, and I don't know how old Josh Grant is, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like when I was younger, I had that same sort of not reeled in ADHD energy, where I was just like, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do this. What have you found out he's as old as you? I'm I'm broken down uh, a lot by life Ah. um, and paving. And and I'm like, I can only do one thing. Yeah. I mean, but you're not. You're never just doing one thing. That's true. I do a bad job of only doing one thing. But Josh, we love you. We talked to uh, Brandon Staraki. Did I say his name right? You did. I did. Brandon made a graphic novel called Avalon. Uh, We read the first 
three issues of it. Is there is the fourth out? I think it's gonna be out soon. Okay, I am patiently waiting, Brandon. So hurry, hurry up. Yeah, we get email notifications. So yeah, give it, give it. We're on your email list, Brandon. We want more. Yeah, I want to know what happens to uh, the the police buddies. Yeah, they're my favorites. And Brandon, thanks for introducing us to Lori Calcaterra. Yeah, who we haven't read her graphic novel yet, The Path of the Pale Rider. Comic series, yeah. Comic series, sorry. Uh, Path of the Pale Rider. And uh, we want to, though. Especially well, we... since she sold it, uh, sold us on it so well when we started talking about zombies having human rights. Yes, zombie bears. I was actually looking at Lori Calcaterra's uh, merch because I wanted to get a yeah. t-shirt. Even though I haven't read it yet, I'm like just a fan of Lori. Uh, and there's, a, there's actually a zombie bear t-shirt. Which I'm very excited zombies. about. There's zombie bears, zombie bears, yeah. And then also there was a, a like a poster, or maybe it was the one of the cover options for one of the issues. It's like somebody being like, "Zombies on the outside, humans on the inside," placard <laughs> like at a protest. And I just I love the concept. So we backed one of her recent uh, kickstarters, and I'm just waiting to get that um, so we can read all four and hopefully have her back yeah. to talk about it. Yeah, we are we are awaiting that. Uh, because she was she was incredible during the zombie week. She uh, was. Yeah, we contacted Lori. It wasn't like we didn't have like a huge amount of time to get her involved. Did we like it was kind of like we we had a suggestion from Brandon and uh, and then we're like, yeah, I guess I guess we can get this Lori person. in. we haven't talked to her before. And then she was awesome. Yeah, and then she won. Yeah. <laughs> And got the best prize ever and then posted it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, last but not least, certainly not least, is uh, our friend Eric, Eric Lloyd. Yeah. My goal for 2024 is to mention Eric in every single episode. <laughs> All right. We, we got to stick to that. <laughs> but yeah, Eric also on uh, the Zombie Ween Game Show episode. So was Joshua. Brandon, you're invited next year if you want to come. And I really hope that we make some more zombie friends in the future. But I think there's there's actually a whole bunch more people and we don't know all your names. Uh, so I'm just going to give a shout out to the listeners, to the folks who, you know, you found us, you deliberately infected yourselves, you kept coming back. And uh, like it's that was my big mushroom revelation is like, I am so interested to know you folks. Like, who are you? You, you know, a few of you have introduced yourselves and I've really enjoyed chatting with you. I'm, it's usually me on Instagram, usually Dan on threads. Yeah. Uh, but in general, like, thank you. Thank you for finding us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for writing reviews on um, Apple Podcasts or just giving us five stars on Spotify or wherever you are. Thanks for being the kind of person that is into both the zombie apocalypse, uh, anti-oppression and liberation for all people, and uh, somehow tolerates our random rants and ADHD. Maybe you also have ADHD. Yeah, I think all of them do. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't, that's cool, too. You're still part of the club. We need yeah. some folks who are linear thinkers to help us along. <laughs> Those linear thinkers are probably listening to this episode and being like, oh, my God, I can't take this. Anymore. Yeah. But yeah, seriously, <laughs> thank you. It's really cool to know that you're yeah. out there. I feel a little less alone when I look at the stars. I think of you. Yeah. Not that's not really true, but I will now. That I said it. <laughs> So let's let's finish up with our top 10 zombie book club wishes for 2024. What's yeah. your first one? Uh, well, interview more authors and zombie aficionados. We want to get more people on the show. 
um, and talk to them about things. Yeah, I want to hear hear your thoughts. Yeah, we have a few people in mind, uh, but we haven't contacted them yet. Um, so stay tuned to find out who those people are. Yeah, we don't want to jinx it because then I'd be really sad if they said yeah. no. We don't we we don't want to like put their name out there and then find out like they fucking hate us. Yeah, that'd be terrible. Uh, number two, we want to watch the Pride and Prejudice and Zombies movie, which would be shocking considering how much we both hated the book. I love that this is one of our top wishes for 2024. It we is. Just, we just do that. <laughs> We're gonna watch it and talk about it because apparently it's better. Um, our third wish for 2024 is we want to go to one of the living dead weekends and meet up with people and uh, possibly be a vendor for our merch which we haven't created yet yeah i went down a rabbit hole looking at the an event that's happening in monroeville on the side of the dawn of the dead uh mall i'm not gonna be able to tell anybody while i'm there if they don't already haven't listened how much i didn't like that movie i'm just gonna (laughs) pretend well that's not the movie that was based there oh um the really? 1978 is the one that's in Monroeville. That's Monroeville. Yeah, I'm going to have to pretend like I knew that, too. I'm just going to like really brush up on my zombie memorization of, of facts, zombie facts. But either way, we might go to that, but we need to have merch first. So yeah. let us know or if, you would, just if you'd like meet up with us if you if we went to one of the Living Dead weekends. Yeah. And we're going to put the link to the Living Dead weekends in the show notes. And if there's like another, um, I want to say conference, what's the word I'm looking for? convention convention yeah there's like another convention you think that would be really fun yeah, for us like to a, go to or that you go convention. to yeah let us know because i think i'd like this is like an opportunity where we could yeah. meet people and get the word out there what we're doing leah does need to stay off of her feet though um like we talked about at the beginning leah wants to be able to use her feet for at least three hours in a day right now it's zero hours a day 20 minutes yeah 20 minutes is all she has so if if you see leah being pushed around by me in a, in a wheelchair it's not as bad as it looks, it's just her feet don't work and she can't walk. That sounds pretty, you know. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> I mean, lots of people are disabled. Uh, odds are, if you live long enough, you will be disabled. So yeah. it's just a reality check can't wait. of life. And uh, certainly I will be very grateful when I can walk more than 20 minutes a day. What's, uh, what's our fourth wish? Hmm. Oh, I've been talking about this a lot. Hear from you all, the book club members, the folks who are bit. Give us a call. Leave us a creepy voicemail. 614-699-0006. I'm going to listen to them, but not too creepy, okay? I don't know. I say creepier the better. Creepier, but not sexually inappropriate. That's yeah. my that's my boundary. Don't don't get a shadow banned on the internet. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I like to talk about sex and the apocalypse generally, but I don't want to be, you know, don't give us like the voicemail equivalent of a dick pic. Yeah. Uh, can they send us dick pics? I mean, they could actually, we have an email, but we haven't disclosed it yet. But if you send us a dick pic, it has to be dressed up like a zombie. Yes. You know what? I'm going to do it. It's zombiebookclubpodcast at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail. You can send us an email. Uh, we're not the fastest at responding to those things. Probably we'll just read it on the air. Yeah. But what I really want is like, give us your juicy life problems and we'll give you advice based on whether or not that as if that thing was happening during a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. It'll be the best advice. I guarantee. Yeah. We're both highly qualified advice givers. <laughs> Number five. Um, we want to reach more listeners and uh, make it. I wanna, we want to make it onto some uh, podcast list websites. You know, when we first started this thing, um, I was doing a lot of research about like, where can I find a zombie um, podcast where they talk about, only zombie movies, sometimes zombie books or zombie games or zombie TV shows. And there were so many websites that are like, these are the top 10 zombie 
podcasts of blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, I listened to a lot of them. And first of all, off, a lot of them weren't anything about zombies. Um, a lot of them were uh, ra- like radio dramas. I don't know what you would call that. Actual play? I don't know. Yeah, radio yeah, dramas. Live probably. action, like like a book, but not written very well. <laughs> um <laughs> and uh yeah i was like you know what nothing like what we do exists which either means that we are sitting on a gold mine that we're not aware that it's a gold mine yet or nobody cares except for the folks who are already listening yeah. and if that's true we still extra love you yeah. we're you know doing what? this for fun we're a small community now yeah <laughs> um what's number six yeah uh, number six is have more of a media presence. So finish the website, do more with social media, create videos, memes, etc. I skipped number six because I can't say what number <laughs> six is. That's actually number seven. So what's number six, Dan? <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that and I thought it'll be funny if, if uh, Leah gives out number six. Number six is I want to finish the first draft of my book this year. How close are you? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I probably have a hundred... Uh, yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, wait, no, I have a hundred pages. I don't know how many words I have. Maybe 50,000. Wow. But a lot of them I need to delete. How long is a book? Oh, like 80,000. Damn. I'm nowhere. So you're like two thirds of the way. I mean, the story itself is nowhere near completion. (laughs) I feel like you're going to have to break this into multiple books. That's my theory. I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I want to be able to at least at the very minimum, um, finish the first draft. Uh, I wrote, a little while ago, before our Christmas break, I was the last time I wrote, and I sat down and I I wrote twenty six hundred words. Yeah, that was a good day. In like in like two hours, two or three hours, something like that. And I'm like, I need to have more days like this. If I had more days like this, I can finish this book. That's like me the night before an essay was due back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> Just bang it out. Yeah. Um, number eight, we really want to play The Walking Dead. I don't know what these I know RPG tabletop RPG. Thank you. There's an acronym on this list. I'm like, what? And, you know, Dan's the one who's like really into this. And I've I think he like sunk an entire day into like world building for a future campaign. Am I using the right language? Sure. Uh, But I I am actually really interested in playing this and giving it a try, having a few friends potentially come on the show and play with us. Um, But yeah, I am I am ready to have a real genuine foray into the RPG. Yeah. I'm going to be playing it for the first time ever. Um, January seventh. Yeah, yeah. Next Sunday. The day this comes out. Yeah, the day that. Yeah, this Sunday, right now. <laughs> Dan is this playing this moment. as you're listening, very yeah. likely, or several days ago, depending on when you downloaded this. True. Um, yeah, so I'm going to be playing it for the first time. I I found a person on um, on uh, Just Play, which is this website where, or Start Playing. Yeah, Start Playing. It's called Start Playing. It's a website where you can find a DM for whatever game you're interested in. There's somebody probably hosting a game and it'll probably cost you about $20 per session. And you uh, you meet over the Internet and you make new friends and you go on and play whatever game you want. Yeah. So you could play uh, the TTRPG Walking Dead with Dan one day on what's it called again? Start playing. Start playing. Yeah. Um, and maybe Dan will host, you'll host some yourself sometime. Yeah. Or maybe, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, number nine, I want to read more books, uh, and comics about zombies that are written by women or non-binary folks, uh, cis women, trans women, trans people, trans men, just, uh, not just dudes. And again, like, I think that there's, 
probably some reason psychologically possibly covered in a zombified episode maybe about why specifically men um, are drawn to writing about the zombie apocalypse more often. Um, but I don't know if that's really true that it's more often or if they just get more of a platform and a venue. So I've actually been Googling and making lists of um, authors of all folks' identities and backgrounds to start reading and talking about their work. Um, and of course, the very first will be Laurie Calcaterra's Path of the Pale Rider when we get uh, the four issue series that we're waiting for. Yeah, I um, I read a few this year um, off off podcast, mm. some odd off podcast reading. Um, there was one book that I DNF'd very early on, um, and I wanted to give it a shot because it was an indie author and a person of color and a woman, and it, it had a really cool sounding name. I'm not going to say what the name is because I don't I don't want to trash this person, but I did not like their book. Yeah, that can I mean that can happen, and we don't want to trash talk any indie writer because it might yeah. just not have been your taste. There is a female indie author whose name I don't remember, but I believe that it's like a combination of erotica and zombie fiction. And oh. like the main character is a woman and she has like a harem of five dudes. All right. I'm into it. Yeah. That one we got to read. Yeah. Let's 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 get some zombie harems going on. Yeah. And uh, what's our number 10 wish for 2024, Dan? My personal <laughs> <laughs> number 10 wish is uh, the annual Zombieween game show. Year two. Yay. The thing that I made. <laughs> <laughs> That's be a man. Take credit for everything I do. I see how it is. Um, yeah. Zombie Ween game game show was uh, was really great. We loved it. And yeah. Making this an annual thing uh, sounds like a fun time. And I think we came up with the concept. I mean, who knows what will happen in the year, but I think we came up in the co- with the concept today, which is that we should have people bring their top 10. $100 Amazon challenge items and see who wins. Yeah. Get $100. Find find some shit on Amazon. And the winner will pay. We'll give you 100 bucks to buy it. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Well, this has been really fun to reflect on the year. Um, like I said, next time I look at the stars, I'll be thinking of you. So I hope you think of me too. Yeah. Think of us when you look at the stars. We're yeah. stars. <laughs> We are made of stardust. Is Joni Mitchell? Is it Joni Mitchell who said that? I thought it was Neil deGrasse Tyson. Nah, a few people have said it. Or uh, Carl Sagan. Is it DeGrasse, not DeGrasse? Yeah, it's DeGrasse. Damn. There was a TV show in Canada called DeGrasse High, so I've been saying his name wrong <laughs> my whole life. Not the same person. No. It's a, it's a Neil deGrasse show. Tyson is not the same thing as it's DeGrasse, DeGrasse High. High. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. There we go, everybody. We're reaching the end. Uh, remember that uh, we're reading. We're reading a book. We're actually reading Sylvester Barzi's book, Planet Dead. Yes, that we were talking about earlier, and we uh, hope it's really great because we want to talk to Sylvester all about it sometime um, if he will have us. Uh, but you know what? This is going to be actually episode thirty-five that we're going to do that because, like we said at the beginning, we're now going to do an episode every week. That's real love and commitment. Yeah, we, we. This is for you and us. Yeah. We were only part-time parenting <laughs> the zombie baby. This is yeah. moving to full-time parenting. Um, do you want to tell us about Planet Dead, Leah? Yeah, sure. So it's set in a politically isolated future. This is actually Sylvester's words. I'm pretty sure. I'm just reading them. Uh, where the wall is built and America has turned its back on many of its allies. I love unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll see what 2024 does. 
Honestly, I'm not even sure it matters. God, it's such a mess. That's my pessimistic comment. Um, an unknown virus has been released into the world, and those infected die rapidly and painfully, only re to return as bloodthirsty zombies. In this world where you can't trust the government and survivors have proven to be worse than the dead, all you can count on is family, which means that Dan and I would be fucked, except for our, our chosen family, each other. Yeah. Well, we got a pretty good chosen family. We do. Yeah. I don't know that I'd want to rely on my biological family in an apocalypse. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like we uh, said before, we want you to call us with your burning questions. Yes. Um, even if the questions are about literally uh, being on fire. Yeah. Because we'll we'll try to help you with that. Yeah. You can ask us, like, what should I make for dinner? Time. I'm yeah. I'm not sure. And uh, we'll, you know we'll give you I'll a tell zombie you what survival recipe. Yeah. I'll figure I'll tell you. I'll give you a recipe. Um, but yeah, uh, we, if, if you have a good, good zombie apocalypse tip or a good question, we might talk about it on the podcast and, uh, give you our response. Uh, give us a call at 614-699-0000006. Or you can email us, but I made more. You can email us at zombie book club podcast at gmail.com. I will not read it if it is more than 300 words. Yeah. Don't write an essay. Yeah. We have enough to read. Yeah, I, I would really prefer the voicemails, to be honest. That yeah. would be super fun. Up to three minutes. Yes. Three minutes or 300 words. We are modeling the importance of boundaries in relationship. I hope that you also have good boundaries in your relationships. They help a yeah. lot. Also, uh, if you want to follow us on uh, social media, we are uh, on Instagram and uh, threads. Zombie Book Club Podcast. Yeah, Dan's been making some really great uh, zombie survival tips. Yeah. And sharing them. Also, all these things will be in the link tree in the description. I should add our phone number. Yeah, and, and our email. And our email. I'm going to actually start to have checking it. Yeah. Because I've never shared it with anybody except for guests. Yeah. And uh, don't forget to subscribe or whatever the button is that makes it so that you see that we've uploaded a new uh, episode. Um, and also give us a rating and a review because it is the way that we reach new listeners through their ear holes and infect them with yep. the zombie book club virus. Yep. And if you're bit. Go bite someone else. Yeah, yeah. Go, go. Uh, find uh, a populated area, and then uh, turn into a zombie right there. Yeah, we appreciate you surviving in the wasteland of uh, late stage capitalism with us. Have a wonderful new year. Hope it's been great for you. Looking forward to twenty twenty four. Yeah, new dumpster fire. Twenty twenty four. New new problems. Climate on change the for the win. Yeah, it's all <laughs> over, guys. More world wars. Yeah, bye. the end is near. We're so we're such a hopeful podcast. The bye apocalypse bye. is nigh. <laughs> it's already happening. <laughs> bye. bye.